So I remember then here comes another transition point in my year of discovery. And I remember the day she fired me. She was like, well, I don't think I really I was talking with my mom. I don't really think I need these sessions anymore. And so I remember just standing there in the doorway, kind of sunk like, oh, you know, like here comes another transition point. And so my principal was actually standing there looking at me. She was like, oh, she said, it's the biggest compliment you could get. Hey there, KNC family. I'm really excited today to welcome you back to another episode of Kingdom and Culture podcast. And today's guest during our short stories of authenticity is Mrs. Vicki Keys. Hey, Mrs. Keys. How are Hi. You? I'm so glad to be here with you this morning. I'm so glad that you're back. I really am. You always um, share so much with us and so much depth of knowledge and wisdom. And so I'm excited to um, hear your short story of authenticity. I'm so glad to be here with you this morning. And today I'm going to be sharing um, what I'm calling a year of discovery. Mm. So um, I'm just going to back up just for a little bit of backstory. And when the COVID shutdown happened, I was actually working on my life coaching certification. And so um, what happened was from 2012 to 2019, I was actually kind of recovering and my family had a tragic loss. And so it just kind of took a program that would help me grieve my loss and process my pain. And I had gotten in a place where I knew I was stuck. And um, so I didn't want to stay in that stuck place and I recognized it for myself. So anyway, when God brought me you know, through that program, I remember, the day that he did and I was with a group that was uh, meeting to be a hub for this restorative ministry and the lady said um, I was sharing with them that morning how I had just really just had this beautiful vision of God just sitting up on his throne and I could only see his back and he was in this big robe like you know the Santa Claus robe but like with the super long train Mm -hmm. I didn't get to see any of his skin I didn't get to see any glow it was nothing like that but I literally got to see the backside of his robe. Mm. And I did not get to see the imprint or impression of his arm. I just got to see the motion of him reaching down to get the hem of his robe. And Mm. I couldn't even see the figuration of his hand, but he moved the bottom of his, the hem of his robe and kind of swung it. And it was like a wave coming up on a shore. And then when the wave went back, everything was smooth. And that's exactly what happened when I got my emotional breakthrough from the loss of our only son. Mm. So from that on, it became, you know, my personal story was um, working through, um, I stayed in the program, the restorative program. I just continued to work through the restorative program. So I went from grieving losses and got my breakthrough Mm -hmm. And then I was like, they were like, we have another course called Understanding Emotions. I said, I'm in. So I went through that and they were like, you are taking this in like a sponge. Mm -hmm. And I really was because at that point, you know, when you when you go through a dark experience like that and you go through all those phases of loss and shock and anger and just sadness, deep sadness, uh, anxiety, just remembering how things transpired and you you come out of that. It's just a different place that you come out in. 
Mm-hmm. And I was just open to just receive all of the restorative help that I got. And I just stayed there. And then I found it very fascinating. And I was like, wow, this is really interesting. And so then we went through different uh, parts of the curriculum where like you would find out this is what a healthy family looks like. This is what an unhealthy family looks like. And I would come back and our youngest one was the one who was at home during that time. And so basically she got her certification at the same time because I would come back and I would go, oh, I'm so sorry I found out about this tonight. And what I realized was this was not unhealthy, girl. We were dysfunctional in this, should have been operating like this. And so she began to learn it and take it in, right? Wow. Mm-hmm. So, Fast forward now at 23, she's one coaching all her friends. They come to her for advice. And, you know, so God really used it as a time of discovery. So anyhow, then when the COVID shutdown happened, God led me to start my own business. So I had been teaching, you know, we homeschooled our children. And then after, you know, they were kind of grown and gone on off. I stayed in the private school Mm -hmm. and uh, and just began to work in the private school sector. So 10, 11 years, they found out, well, I actually do have a BS in biology. And they were like, we need a science teacher. And so I began, you know, kind of working in there. And when God called me out of the classroom, Mm One, I went into depression for about a week, just a real sadness, like, I don't want to leave their classroom. You know how sometimes yeah. you're, you meet times of transition mm-hmm. and you're not always, you know, willing. Sometimes you're kind of reluctant, like, geez, I was really enjoying this. And what do you mean, God, we've got to move on? So yeah. he was like, you know, start your own business. So, um, so that, so when I came out in June, I began to take on full time building my own website. So I, I, I began that process and kind of working alongside of some tips and videos from the GoDaddy team. And they yeah. were like, um, when I got them to do just the back end work, cause I did everything else. They were like, who did this website for you? And I was like, well, I did. And they were like, man, this looks like something we would design. Yeah, awesome. I did the custom colors that I wanted to match my car and all of that. So anyway, the reason why that part of the discovery was so important was because up until that point, I was really kind of technologically challenged and, mm. you know, intimidated, just intimidated wow. by, I don't know how to do that. And, you know, just sitting there and just waiting for somebody Mm. else to always be able to do it for me. And God showed me through that. No, we got to break through that. We got to overcome this. So that's that was that part of it. So good. Still talking about the year discovery. So anyway, um, when I finished that up, I I found another piece, the actual life coaching piece. And I went on and got my certification in that. And the school, a, a school, a local school called me. They had one student there. Mm-hmm. And uh, she was really going through her grades. It plummeted. Um, she had some self, some hidden self-destructive uh, habits going on. Uh, she had an eating disorder, and so I began to work with her one-on-one. That was like my first eye coaching student. Okay. And boy, she her st- grades were restored. She got on a leadership role. She was, you know, socially engaging mm-hmm. and leading, and her weight was restored and just really looking good. So I remember then, here comes another transition point in my year of discovery. And I remember the day she fired me, she was like, well, I don't think I really, I was talking with my mom. I don't really think I need these sessions anymore. And so I remember just standing there in the doorway, kind of something like, oh, you know, like here comes another transition point. And so my principal was actually standing there looking at me. She was like, Oh, she said, it's the biggest compliment you could get. Right. And uh, and I came home, I was still sunk. I came home and my husband was like, honey, it is really in life coaching. It is the biggest compliment that you can get that you succeeded. 
And so then it was from there that what God gave me was an entire school. Mm. Then I had 78 students. And so that's what I spent all of last year doing. So then I developed my own curriculum to help um, teachers and teams of teachers and administrative staffs to help students like with anxiety and to cope with emotional, the emotional Mm -hmm. side that is involved with learning. And the reason I call it the whole student project is because it would be nice if all you had in the classroom was a head and a body, but that's, you don't just get a head. Right. You, know, you get the whole, you get all of it. You get everything that's inside of the head. You get all the thinking, all the feeling, all the willing. Right. So you get all of that. And so anyway, I launched my entire program. And then after I launched the entire program in December, it was like, you know what? I'm finding that students begin to come one-on-one and they begin to talk through the right. different issues and things that struggles, anxiety, all of mm-hmm. that. We see improvements. And I would see um, students go from you know, coming in really heavy and really sad, you know, till we would actually have some pretty good conversations with laughter and see them smiling mm-hmm. and grades coming back up and getting their focus restored. And that was going really well. Mm-hmm. So then I was like, well, you know, it would be nice if we had a school-wide campaign launch and we'll call it the Emotional GPA. Because, you know, it was in December and, you know, January, everybody starts a new year. So we were like, well, you know, you make goals for everything else. Why don't we make emotional goals? That's great. And so the principal thought about it. She was like, hmm, that's a good idea. What do you call it? I said, the emotional GPA, because we need to increase that too. So we launched it and then I had um, some teachers come forward. So I did with um, with the, one of the help teachers, we incorporated emotional strength and mental strength with her curriculum in, in the health curriculum. So mm-hmm. I helped her co-design it the way, you know, she, she wanted it to flow. And then I facilitated something called a heartness table discussion. So what she wanted to do was she wanted to give her students emotional prompts for 14 days where they journaled their experience and then I coached them along in the emotional side of the journey to be able to separate how they were feeling from how they were thinking and and really being able to look at the pattern of feelings and thoughts that they were having. So the Hartness Table discussion, what that is, is you bring the whole group together now that they understand how they think and how they feel and they can distinguish the two. And they had this whole 14 day journey of writing prompts. And so what I did was I facilitated a discussion around different questions, Mm -hmm. um, you know, just picked a good 10 to 12 is enough. And if if you see that it's starting to kind of get exhausting for them, you you tailor it off. So you can back it down to eight or, you know, however many questions you need and you see that they're engaged at the point that they were like, eh, okay, I'm done with the experience. Mm-hmm. You know, you like the moon and you wax and wane. Mm. So then I helped co- um, co-facilitate a class with her and, you know, just talking about internet safety and emotions. And um, it's just interesting that in that particular one, we did find out that um, cyberbullying has increased like 500%. So mm-hmm. kids are getting a lot of emotional decline there. And and it, it's an, it, it has an, a toxicity to it, if you will. So anyway, the other class that this is where my year of discovery really took root is um, this. It was one particular class called House and I worked directly with the principal. So I was like, okay, listen, I said, you know, you know, give me some ideas of what you want to work around. And so so she was like, I can't think of any ideas. So she handed me this bag full of 
30 different books. And she was like, I don't know where to go with this. So I began to come home and kind of read through them. Like it was like a book frenzy. And I had a great time just sorting and I sorted them out in stacks that, you know, put them in three different categories. And then, you know, I kind of looked through those stacks on any, I finally ended up with one stack of seven. Okay. And then after I got through the seven, it was like, okay, it's time to narrow it down. And I came down to three, but there was one in particular. And I had no idea that God was gonna use it to take my personal year by storm. And that one was called Strength Finder. So what I would do is the kids already had a lot of activities. I mean, it's a very um, dynamic school. It's a project-based kind of school, hands-on. They do a lot in the community and the rigor is already strong. Mm -hmm. So adding 30 more books or even seven more books you know, from January to May was way out of the ballpark. Right. So I said, okay, I'll tell you what I'm going to do, because this is where I am really, really gifted and very, very creative is I can translate curriculum and content into an exercise that Mm -hmm. personifies the traits and characteristics of the book and the lessons that need to be learned. So that's exactly what I did. And I did it all of February and all of March. And I met with all of the ninth, 10th and 11th graders. Wow. What we found out is when we got them engaged in exercises that demonstrated concepts, they begin to come for counseling. I mean, and, and coaching, they would begin to sign up and they were like, you know, I really need to talk this through. Even the ones who didn't come because they were so engaged and so hands on during the sessions, you could see like one day I had them make these banners mm-hmm. and I was talking about when challenges come that how our responses have to equate. And I kind of use the banners to kind of show levels of if you have a challenge and you meet it with a certain, the same level of response as a challenge, you can have success. But if the next time the challenge rises higher, see it's above my head now, and you come with mm-hmm. the same response that you did last time, not you, you you know how you have to kind of race so in in that process of them creating these banners and then i have them come up and we i would get them to move them and you know just actively be engaged in the exercise um one young lady took her banner home she was like "Ooh," and i could tell now i had mm-hmm. her come for one session earlier in the year and uh-huh. she hasn't been back for a session because she's just thriving and grades are back up. She's yeah. really not dealing with that issue anymore. But she did take that banner home. That's and crazy. I know that, you know, she's going to rise to another level with that. So mm-hmm. that was my realization. Awesome. So anyway, the one thing that happened was we, we had this one book called Strengths Finders. And what I did is I had the students, I, I printed off all the strengths on like different strips of red paper. And I I envisioned this first, like, how will I teach them to look for the gifts that they have? And so then I I gave them this um, exercise where they had to go around the room and kind of socialize and swap the gifts out with one another and to find the ones they were looking for at least three out of these 34 typical gifts that they could have. And um, so it gave them an awareness. It, it, what it did was it got their eyes off of looking at what their peers are doing. Am I accepted? And I, you know, just all yeah. of what they're normally looking at and shifted their vision to looking for your talents, looking for your gifts, because, you know, that's a motivator in these times where, you know, other things can be distracting. 
But if you're, you know, searching after your gifts, your purpose, your calling, it is the force and it is the substance of faith that can hold you differently than other people who don't have that. And what we were finding was, you know, this year we did see a lot of behavioral acting out because mm -hmm. there were students who did not know what to do with the negative energy, the negative thoughts, the negative feelings that they were dealing with. Okay. And their um, outcome was not as good as the students who kind of followed a course with, you know, let's put your eyes on this. Let's look at this. Sure. Let's, you know, getting engaged with their gifts and their purpose. So in that time frame, I actually found out, I was like, once I read the book, then I took the little assessment that goes with it to find out what my personal gifts were. And it was like, you know how you have those movies and somebody goes along in time. And when they go back in time, you know, that little light and that sound like, shh, and then they go back to that space. You know, it's mm -hmm. like, you know, the light that kind of snatches them back and then yeah. it'll be a flash and then they're back in this scene of yes. a previous time. Mm -hmm. And literally that kind of thing began to unfold for me. Like, um, so my top five got gifts were strategic, which means um, it's, they said it's something you cannot learn, but you can come up with at least three, two or three different scenarios and solutions for a problem. And you can come up with it so quickly that yeah. people are like, no, you didn't put enough thought into this. No, I don't, I don't want to move on that. Mm -hmm. But it's because it's such a strong gift and it's my number one gift. Wow. And I would begin to see flashbacks of times and conversations when people like, well, no, but it, it, it was it just, working. It, yeah. Yes, it was mm -hmm. working. And so my second gift is relator like i actually find satisfaction in deep relationships with people mm -hmm. which is what makes life coaching for me and life coaching in smaller oh, groups yeah. so fulfilling and so satisfying and then empathy was my next highest gift and i really can kind of see where a person is coming from like instead of shutting somebody down and saying no you shouldn't feel that way i right. go well, why do you feel that way and mm. you know how long you been feeling like that? And you know, where'd that come from? And it's such a natural flow for me. And now mm -hmm. when this happened, like my little flashback, like, oh, that makes sense why those kind of um, scenarios will happen. Mm -hmm. And in fact, you know, I remember our youngest daughter, she used to say when she was probably her, you know, teens, 16, 17, she was, I was like, well, I'm gonna run out to the grocery store. And I was like, you wanna ride with me? She's like, no. And I was like, well, why not? Why? And she was like, because somebody is gonna tell you their whole life story. You're gonna end up praying for them or sharing something with them. And you know, we're gonna take an hour to just go in there and get some mayonnaise. So I know, well, I don't want to do all of that today, you know? And so, you know, so I would begin, you know, have those little flashback times. Then individualization was my fourth one. And that's when I really can see the uniqueness in every person. Like I don't mm -hmm. group people in, a, like, I don't believe there's a blanket. I did, yeah. this works for everybody. You know, mm -hmm. I'm not a blanket kind of person. And as a matter of fact, I remember God really strongly, I would say it was a little bit beyond conviction. But I remember one day he said, do not ever again use this blanket kind of statements, you know, like a therapy for people. Don't do it spiritually, don't mm. do it naturally. So, for example, you know, in the spiritual community, like if you were sharing with ministry couple and, you know, there's the typical response. Oh, you know, if, if you husbands love the wives and, and wives submit and it was typically wives submit and it, it, you know, it just always had the same blanket. Sure. 
it wasn't always the real solution. In fact, it didn't even listen to what the real problems were. Mm-hmm. And God was like, don't ever do this again. Yeah. And as I remember him bringing me out of that. And it's because I'm not the only one who has individualization as a gift. God is indivi- has individualization as sure. a gift. He mm-hmm. looks at there all the billions and billions of people in this earth, and he is looking at every single one of us. You know, um, before I formed you in your mother's belly, yeah. I knew you. He did not say all of you, the blanket of right. you. He right. said, I knew you, the one. Why owe you one personal person? He's looking at every single one of us individually. It's amazing. And then my top the fifth one was learner and obviously I like continuous improvement how can I help and so I think that my year of discovery what I really found out was God had really been taking you know this experience that I had that was not good it was not glorious it was really a walk through the dark in the depth of loss and the hurt and the sadness the depression the anxiety the recalling all of that And he actually made this part of my mission to help other people, to help other people who were experiencing darkness, were experiencing, you know, deep sadness, heaviness. Mm -hmm. I could really, you know, individualize, but relate to. So I don't say, well, yeah, I understand that. I don't throw my experiences out there for them. I listen to their experience. But the thing is, I can empathize with them because I can relate to some of the places that they're in. I don't have to have every single experience, but I've had enough of the combinations of experiences personally. And then the empathy, you know, gives me that piece of care. Like there's just no substitute for care. And, you know, by being in this position where I was able to come in on the coaching side, um, they will really open up because I'm part of the teaching team now. Mm-hmm. And they would really, you know, just share. And there were some hidden things that came out that I was able to really help them through. That's and great. it's very satisfying to really see them come through with a sense of joy and breakthrough. To see breakthrough mm-hmm. is an amazing thing. And to see it individually is just such a blessing. But this experiment that I had this year with the whole student project allowed me to see it in groups, like to see it begin to manifest. Yeah, now, I see that all the time on the spiritual side because you know right. in my position in pastoring, right. I get to see that in a group, and then people come back and say, "I really am thankful for that point yeah. what you pointed out with that." But to see God equally use this was mm-hmm. truly just a blessing. That is beautiful. I'm so appreciative of your story and just how you know through the tragic loss of your son and through all of that pain, how God was able to just the intentionality of him to na- help navigate that path and even now self-discovery to say, you know what, you've been working all along. That's just so beautiful. So mm-hmm. I really appreciate you sharing that and you know, just your story in terms of discovery for this past year. It's beautiful. Thank you. Yeah. Awesome. Well, guys, until the next episode, we will see you guys soon. Bye. All right. See you. Thank you again. <laughs>